Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at thebuglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Bugle Ashes Zoltzcast official world exclusive preview of the fourth test of the 2023 Men's Ashes. I am Andy Zoltzman and I've spent the last week just generally trying to soothe my fervid soul after the emotional upheavals of the first three tests in what is, I think, already been one of the classic test series, almost regardless of what happens in the next uh, in the next uh, two test matches uh, we also had the um, the women's ashes another series where pretty much every game has been nip and tuck and could have gone either way australia have uh, retained the ashes as we record they're about to play the final game england could still draw the series chris was at the uh, well the decisive game in southampton we'll talk about that uh, shortly but the the the, the margins of uh, in this series, have just been spectacularly close, as I mentioned before. The three tests could all be won by either side. The first innings gaps have been small. Seven runs in Birmingham, 91 at Lords, 26 at Edgebaston. There had only been six Ashes tests uh, with a first innings gap below 30 runs in the last 20 series combined since 1985. We've had two in three tests in this series. The last time we had two games in a series uh, with first innings leads below 30... Um, was 1926, and one of those was ended by rain with the first innings incomplete. Before that, you've got to go back to 1909. We have been blessed with uh, some classic contests. I'm joined by Chris Addison and Nish Kumar, fresh from recording this week's actual bugle, to talk about the stuff that really <laughs> matters, um, the, the cricket, uh, which has uh, been um, gloriously distracting for the past uh, for the past <laughs> few weeks. Um, how, how have you both coped with the emotional... Literal roller coaster. I mean, it's. It, I, it, well, I think the scheduling is very strange, and there's a lot to be said about it. But I do think this uh, break has been good for players and audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, every but it's but in both series, I just find myself. I, it's the most stressful I remember cricket being. Yeah. Like since <laughs> since we went you and I Andy to the 2005 oval test where every session of that was was up and down. Like there wasn't nobody was dominant at any point in that in that game and for 5 days it felt, you know, you, you your heart was in your mouth with every bold ball. And and that's I, I just feel like that with this I, I think that breakneck pace of the first 3 tests was just brutal on on everybody i'm surprised that cardiologists haven't been really cashing in here <laughs> yeah and there are sort of similarities with that 2005 as you mentioned that oval test and how that fluctuated yeah. and that was the fourth most exciting of the five <laughs> games in that series yeah. um essentially so um it uh, i mean it and again, that had three back-to-back really close finishes. One of which was a, a, a draw with Australia nine wickets down. Um, it's uh, I mean, it's just been kind of so glorious in terms of the 
that I mean, what, often talk about how almost the greatest thing about Test cricket is the variety of narrative in it, and the way that the the story of a game just shifts with every every ball. I think this series has sort of shown that cricket's unique selling point which cricket administrators seem to view as its unique weakness point, um, has been on just glorious display. I was at the test at Lords and watched an hour of just some of the stupidest batting I've ever seen. <laughs> I, was there, I was there with, um, with yeah. uh, Ahir Shah, who described England's batting tactics as the Australians repeatedly putting some leaves over a hole in the ground and a side up saying no hole step confidently and just <laughs> batsman after batsman kept stepping into the yeah, yeah. the sort of short pitch bowling um Ben Stokes has committed a couple of acts of GBH on the ball <laughs> <laughs> um, across the test matches but yeah it's it has been it's been an unbelievably tight series I think England have finally seen sense and played Mark Wood because I think England's bowling attack without Joffre Archer in it is quite literally one paced and it lacks severely lacks variety but bringing Wood in I think is I think just makes a huge amount of sense and he I mean he bowled f***ing fast that was f***ing fast it was like in a really tight fought medieval jousting competition. Suddenly, bringing in someone in a Spitfire. Yeah. Like that, you know, that, that sort of changed the weaponry involved and gave gave England an edge they didn't have they didn't have before. I, I, Chris, I, you know what's in terms of having someone hurl a hard round object at you at ninety five miles an hour. Yeah. Um, what's the, what's the closest you've had? Obviously, I, I had my own. Sort of equivalent of that at the Manchester Comedy Store in December 2003. Yeah. It felt like there were 400 people yeah. chucking cricket balls at my head at 95 miles an hour. But um, what's 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 the closest you've experienced to that? I think that's it. I, I think um, it would have been probably on stage. But aside from that, I, the day that I realised I was never going to play cricket was in my, I'm going to say, sort of mid-teens maybe. And my friend Bob, uh, who was an excellent cricketer, said, oh, it's just it's really easy. Look, I'll bowl a ball at you. And he bowled a ball at me. And uh, that was it. That was the end of that. <laughs> went, there is no way that I'm standing there and someone doing that uh, repeatedly. I, I just find it astonishing. And when yeah, when Wood comes out, you can see everybody. You know, even the even the most sort of fearless and set batters looking. Oh Christ! What's going to happen now? Yeah, and it does seem absurd because you talk the difference between you know uh, low eighties and low nineties. It's you know it's whatever point two of a second in terms of your reaction yeah. time but it 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 really seems to make a difference he bowled fast but you also bowled full and straight you know it yeah. wasn't it wasn't even as if you could sort of just duck out of the way of it I, I i think that that could that could be a kind of series changing um, definitely series changing moment sky yes. did an interesting thing where because i have the picture on and uh, and don't worry, Andy. I've got TMS on. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? This is really, this is really right now. Right at this second is one of the few times, one of the two times ever that uh, I've been on TMS more recently than you. Uh, <laughs> but Sky had this one of their sort of Hawkeye-style graphics, and um, where they just they showed the batter's perspective of a Mark Wood delivery and the speed at which it happens, and it is, I mean. Unbelievably terrifying. Like you, <laughs> you think it's fast when you look at it, but when you sort of see it coming foreshortened at you, you know, just growing in size over less than a second, utter, utterly terrifying. 
Yes, and this is also from a man who has been known to ride an imaginary horse around the outfield yeah. uh, during, <laughs> during international cricket. He's one of the, the great, the great characters in the history of cricket. Yeah, uh, I would say a glorious human being. Um, if we're uh, looking Mark, for uh, more 2005 precedents, somebody needs to roll a ball in the immediate path of Pat Cummings and hope it steps on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we thought the Nathan Lyon thing was that yes. was that equivalent, didn't we? Yeah, actually, yeah. As it turns out, no, no. So, looking ahead now to to Old Trafford, England have selected uh, Jimmy Anderson, uh, the uh, almost forty one year old miracle of human endurance. Uh, it means that the team England have picked have a combined career tally of one thousand nine hundred and seventy four Test wickets, ranging from Anderson's six hundred and eighty eight. Broads 598 to Harry Brooks 1. This is a new record for the most career wickets in a test team, breaking the record England set at Edgebaston in the first test this summer of uh, 1,777. Aren't spreadsheets fun, people? This is how I spend my evenings now. Um, uh, and uh, I mean, it's, 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 it is ex- extraordinary that we have these two players who um, uh, we have with a tennis. Um, Carlos Alcaraz uh, won Wimbledon, and it, the last time anyone won Wimbledon who wasn't Djokovic, Nadal, Murray, or Federer, Alcaraz hadn't even been born, and and uh, J- Jimmy yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Anderson made his international debut before Roger Federer won his first Wimbledon, <laughs> um, and is uh, is still going uh, six hundred eighty eight. Uh, test wickets uh, wickets later. It's um, I mean, it's inspiring for us all. I mean, as I said, I do think he is probably nearer the end of his career than the start now. Without <laughs> even a date on his retirement. Um, but I mean, that would be a great story if Anderson. He has a name that ends named after him at Old Trafford, his uh, his yeah. uh, home county ground. If he could, you know, make a massive contribution to a, to continue England's fight back. I can't help feeling that that might be his last Ashes match. Not sure that he's thinking of it in those terms, but like you know, if it doesn't go well, and they change him out for the Oval, then I don't think we'll see him in Australia. Right. And um, it, it, you, I think we, we're possibly looking at the end of his career, which seems so weird because he's been around for twenty-two years. Yeah. So it, it, it's just it's sort of hard to imagine. It's like when the Queen died. You went, oh right, there was that thing that was around all the time, and I just assumed <laughs> would go on forever. <laughs> Jimmy Anderson's yeah. retirement, I yeah. think, will be the same. And people should queue for that amount of time to pay their respects to Jimmy Anderson's career, yes. where finally it is brought. To yeah, an just end. just file past his stats written. Yeah, half <laughs> yeah. in Westminster somewhere. Hall, they should just put up <laughs> a copy of Wisdom, and everybody can just f- sort of file past it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he made his debut in in two thousand before you before you got married, Chris. Yeah, and and yeah. you uh, you're heading towards your twentieth anniversary. Uh, yeah. this year. Yeah, um, his international debut the winter before in one day cricket test debut in two thousand three, uh, in in the summer. It is uh, absolutely absolutely yeah. extraordinary. That here was a lovely stat from the previous test. Uh, all Australia's wickets, all twenty wickets, were taken by bowlers. Over the age of thirty-three, thirty-three plus. That's our entire attack now for this. Yeah, for, yeah. for, so for it, uh, the Manchester Test. Yeah, everybody's over thirty-three. It was the first time in Test history that a team had taken twenty wickets by bowlers aged thirty-three and over. The last time England had nineteen wickets taken by bowlers aged thirty-three and over was when thirty-four-year-old Jim Laker took nineteen on his own at Old Trafford <laughs> in nineteen fifty-six. Um, what a way for Jimmy to go out if that if he was to take <laughs> nineteen, 19 wicket wickets. Man. 
a 19-wicket match at Old Trafford. That will be incredible. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Chris, let's uh, just reflect quickly on that. Uh, the, the the women's match. England had, had yeah. come back from six points to nil down, four yeah. points for winning the Test for Australia. Then each of the, the limited over games is two points each. Australia won the first T20. England won the, the next two T20s and the first ODI. Yeah. Um, and then they lost an agonising game by three runs uh, at South. So you, you, I didn't realise you went on TMS during during that well, game. So what happened was I um, I was there. We were there partly because my father-in-law is turning eighty uh, tomorrow, and we were there as as part of his eightieth celebration. We went down with him. He's a Hampshire man. He had like trials for for Hampshire as a bowler when he was younger, and um, uh, so at my wife's suggestion, I sort of uh, pulled a few strings and and um, got uh, Charles Dagnall. God bless him. Um, took us up to the con boxes and stuff to, so he could have a look around him and my uh, young daughter and. Um, uh, but yeah, so Henry Moran and Alex Hartley were on comms and went, "What are you doing here?" And then brought me over to have a chat for a second. So it, oh, nice. it wasn't planned, but it happened. Um, <laughs> but it was an extraordinary game. It was. Um, uh, it's funny because I, I, I sort of felt like one, that the game was lost much earlier than in fact it was lost. They fought back from halfway through. Well, I think I think partly when Tammy Beaumont went to that astonishing ball from Alana King, um, and you thought, well, there's no like if Tammy can't do, <laughs> she's not great against spin, but but no one could have dealt with that ball. And you just thought, oh, th- well, there's a whole new thing happening here. Partly because Australia finally had understood that spin was the way to deal with the England batters. They even opened with spin, in fact, um, and. Uh, they were batting sorry they were they were bowling second which if i were australia in that match that's what i would have chosen to do for precisely that reason that you know their spinners are the ones who are going to do the damage at that moment and then particularly when danny wyatt <coughs> got out i just thought oh well, this is this is slipping away and that siver brunt one of the great cricketer one of the great england cricketers of all time were, was sort of under the strike rate she was she was uh, knocking it about under 100 for most of her remarkable century and then it was only towards the end that she, it began to kind of tick back up and you sort of felt in the last five overs or so oh they could they could do this 
Um, but it, it it wasn't to be. I think far too much blame has been put on the shoulders of uh, Lauren Bell, who's final over to Georgia Ware and went for an unbelievable 26. It was just extraordinary. It's one of those final overs where the first ball goes for a six and you go, oh, it's going to be that, is it? This is going to be a Carlos Brathwaite. That's what this yes. is going to be. I was playing a game of village cricket and we were following the score in the pavilion and yeah. we got to the final over and they were thinking, oh, well, that's, that's not, not too bad to... Yeah. To you know, end up two sixty, two sixty five, and then absolute. Cu- I was at I was at Edgebaston last year when Jasper Bumrah in the Test match um, took, including extras, thirty five off and over from Stuart Broad, and it felt like there was just some kind of mind bending yeah. glitch in the universe. Yeah. of a guy being traditionally one of international cricket's shittest batsmen. Yeah, hitting. yeah. But I mean, this this again it felt like oh that that might be. The moment, yeah. but then they yeah, got to so close. They did get so back. close. Fifteen off the last over was was what was required. And I just think they didn't quite rotate the strike right in the last few overs between between Sarah Glenn and Nat Siverbrunt. But like, I mean, it's fascinating, and I think this is the case across both of the Ashes that actually what you've got is four teams who aren't completely at their best. That there are always little bits that are that are slightly wrong with them in an almost kind of. Um, like, like, there's no way of solving the problem. It seems to be like a bent piece of wood. You yeah. nail one end down, the other end pings up. You know, and and that's partly what's making these series so fantastic because you have got an Australia, uh, the women's Australian team who are just sort of not used to to losing. We shouldn't lose sight of the fact that England took a T20, a white ball series off Australia. Nobody's done that for ages. No. Like they just not for you know yeah, is over twenty seventeen. 250 years I think um, it's roughly. absolutely bonkers yeah. and so you know so the, the, the they get they get to take the ashes back but if the game at Taunton which starts in a couple of hours uh, is won by England they will have two white ball series off the greatest sporting team yeah. ever so bas- basically basically England have won uh, let's yeah. uh, let's just let's just yeah. go with that <laughs> Georgia Wareham scored 37 runs this is a great start uh, of 14 balls with a strike rate of 264. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is absolutely brutal. But imagine having that mindset. Imagine, you know, it's it's right at the end and you've got you've got a bowler in who's been really economical and taken three wickets and just going, I'm just going to hit it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something else to be able to do that. Um, it has been a, a it does feel like a landmark series. I, I was a, a bit a bit sceptical of the two Ashes happening simultaneously, just because you know, I yeah. thought it would have been better for the women to have sort of clear space for for their own series. But I think it's worked really well because the formats are so different that we have the multi-format yeah. in the women's, and they've been you know not, sort of played in the gaps generally. There's been a couple of days with uh, simultaneous cricket, and it's but it's just sort of created these sort of twin parallel narratives of you know, Australia getting ahead, England coming back. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a glorious summer of cricket. Right, we need to wrap this up because I have to get the train to Manchester. <laughs> um, by the time you hear this, I will be in Manchester with my uh, pencils and uh, stats of truth uh, at the ready. Nish uh, prediction. Uh, I mean, uh, I I think England have got the team balance right. Um, I think a huge amount is going to depend on if Stuart Broad still has the hoodoo on David Warner because I think yeah. the I, I think the Australians are being stymied by the fact that he he's 
with one exception, managed to get out pretty cheaply every game. Um, and it immediately kind of put it immediately puts pressure on Smith and Lavashane. And I, I don't think that I, I think without Warner's cover, it's not coincidence that particularly Lavashane isn't scoring at the same rate that we're sort of used to. But I so I do I I'm predict I think England might win, but I think that may be more in hope than expectation because I sort of think this series deserves to go to a decider. Yeah, it completely deserves to go to a decider. And I say that as someone who has tickets for three days of the Oval. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that, um, I don't know, man. I, th- I think it depends to a large extent on how Jimmy's game goes yeah. and also whether the Aussies have figured out the cheat codes to Mark Wood. Yeah, and, and, it, and if they've if they've done a, you know if, if he doesn't have a good game and if if they've figured out how to play how to play Woody then then I think it will go their way, but yeah, I mean who can say that's the whole thing about this? It. It's, it's pointless predicting. The only the only prediction that you can actually make with any real sense of certainty is it's Manchester. It'll be a rained draw. <laughs> Well, I've written my prediction down on this bit of paper. I will reveal it to you after the test. <laughs> um, thank you uh, for listening. We will have daily Bugle Ashes Zoltz casts during the course of this test match. Uh, producer Chris is away, but we will uh, well, we'll do some Q&As via Twitter, so do send uh, me your, your questions uh, for that, for your morning blast of Ashes stats. Uh, thanks to Chris and Nish. May the cricket be with you. Amen. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 